Hey, everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for... Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Unspun! Who's coming, though, Hello. George? That's the question. Welcome back, buddy. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah, no, I did. did. I missed you too while I was traveling on my vacation. Um, on your fantastic vacation that took yes. you to the most spectacular location. Pretty sweet. Managed to catch a cold yeah. at the end. So, excuse me Shoot. if I have to hack a lung uh, throughout this episode. Um, because I don't know what I got. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't to COVID, but it's just a good old fashioned cold. And um, that's how I get Crappy. punished for having some time off. But uh, I'm back. For drinking all those fabulous glasses oh of red wine in Italy. I'm Et super jealous. Yes. Et so cetera. I've been holding down the fort for you and you've been Thank missed you. on social media. If you want to wave to all your fans who are like counting <laughs> down to today's episode. <laughs> yeah, there's a few that are saying, when are you guys coming back? We're back. Well, we're back, baby. We're back. Let's <laughs> dive right in. Surrey Police Services versus the RCMP. Still the ongoing saga, George. Many of us thought and hoped that perhaps uh -huh. this would be over by the time you came back from your 3D three week sojourn but no yeah. um do you have the latest on this do you want the update well i know i i mean i i did call it i think before i left i, I called what would happen right. uh and but uh, what what did happen was uh, a little bit rude and i think from the province in sort of not being 100 percent clear in their decision and i think that's where we are today where we have now this nebulous limbo continuing suggestion on. I, I, yeah it's i mean i think to me the province clearly was leaning towards the surrey police force uh but clearly the mayor of surrey uh brenda Locke, uh has problems with that and uh is pushing back and i'm not sure i'm a bit confused i don't understand the politics here from her point of view um there's funding thank available you. to her there's thank you i'm just a bit confused by what what her what's her play here Play. quarter of a billion dollars almost mm -hmm. on the table here from the province how do you push that aside and say nope no thanks yeah i mean we never have all the information of what's going on behind the scenes and we know there's been redacted information and all that kind of stuff and that's what she's complaining about um if you know and i think you were mentioning before we went on air about you know keith baldry and the fact that that redacted information isn't that crucial i don't know maybe maybe to her it is maybe she just wants but we're to gonna find it. out well there you go Okay, yeah. so I was listening to Baldry's beat as I do. I'm filling in for Jill Bennett next week, so I'm like tuned in, making sure I don't repeat them them what they're saying, and also learn from what they're talking about. Particularly, I love hearing from Keith when he's like because he's talking to the two councillors that have now signed the NDA that Brenda Locke, the mayor, has said that she will not sign. Mm -hmm. She will not dis she will not sign the non disclosure agreement to read the report that has all of the information that led to the province's decision to support the continuation of the transition to the Surrey Police Services. Like as the mayor of Surrey, why would you not sign the NDA and read the report? You can then say whatever you want to do. This is where it gets fishy for me. I have no skin mm. in this game. I don't live in Surrey. I'm not married to the Surrey Police Services chief like Linda Steele is. I am I'm privy to a lot of the the storyline going on yeah. here because it is happening so closely to Linda in terms of the limbo yeah. associated with, yeah. but I don't know. I, exactly. But I, I don't know. So people will want to cast that aspersion towards Linda and then it sticks to me because we do the yeah, show yeah, together, yeah, sure. whatever. But so just just looking at it from afar, 
I was like, okay, it could go either way. Like when you and I last spoke mm-hmm. about this and thinking the province could say we're going RCMP and here's why. Okay. All right. I wouldn't have lost my, my marbles. Um, but when the province came back and said, we recommend this because of recruitment with the RCMP is pulling from rural areas. I'm like, oh, that's not great because it's already staffing shortages are already at play because of the, the pandemic mm-hmm. and, and all sorts yeah. of stuff. And people want to live in, in the south coast of BC. It's, it's the Hawaii of mm-hmm. Canada. You know, all those things uh, taken into consideration, but it's like meeting those recruitment things, hard to do, next to impossible even to do. Surrey Police Services is is getting up and running and recruiting and doing. And so they looked at both and the cost of shutting down the union. You mentioned this before, Surrey Police Services has a union. Are NDPs going to union bust here? That's a big piece of this. Be $72 million to dissolve the Surrey Police Services, right? So that plus the 150 we know of yeah Mm -hmm. right and then there's 150 million dollars that the province said hey we'll give you this to keep moving forward so it's not going to cost the taxpayer which i feel would have been a great argument to stay with the rcmp is hey we don't want to shoulder all of this so so many times yeah, they're paying both double they're paying double and and but it's going to be expensive to have their own police department and i think brenda lock knows that and so yeah. she's worried if, if, but I don't understand. I'm trying to understand the logic or if there's something we don't know and That's or right. she's just a really, really stubborn person. And it's, it's very confusing to me because yes, I've always said that uh, their own police force is going to be quadruple what they've projected. We know that because you just look at Vancouver, uh, Surrey has a bigger footprint. Uh, their yeah. population will exceed Vancouver's in the next 30 years. So you can assume that as a portion of the budget, which I think in Vancouver exceeds 30% now, um, you know, that that will continue to be the, the math for, for Surrey. And so, and that's not what they're paying now. And so you look at that and go, oh my God, taxpayers in Surrey, who, you know, which is majority single family homes, not townhouses. It's going to be uh, a challenge for her. So she's thinking that, but I haven't heard her say that. That's why. Um, I've only heard why her say she's she read the report to... though, George? Like, that's what makes me feel like it's option because C, it must the stubborn have some, one. It must have some, it must, it must have some other, meaning it must it, it must acknowledge something that we that puts it into a next phase it I, I think that by not acknowledging this report she's not accepting the offer and maybe she wants to get more money maybe she's maybe she's saying no i want to get and if she's got her caucus well she loses support of her caucus then we know it's over and right, right. now she's she i haven't seen that she's you say there's two votes but that's not on her side so if she loses no. supports of her majority uh, then, then it's a different game. But so far, I haven't heard that. So she has a support of her caucus. So maybe they're just trying to get more money out of the province, which wouldn't be a surprise. The provincial, the liberal, the BC NDP and Liberal Surrey is is go time for the next election. This is win or lose. Whoever gets south of the Fraser and Surrey yep, specifically wins. and Langley and those areas around uh, exactly where the sky train path goes. You need to win all of the ridings. The sky train goes through. Exactly. That's that's where the money is. That's where they got transit. (laughs) I'm not saying saying Brenda Locke's working the liberals, but uh, she knows that the NDP value this city and uh, a clear solution uh, for them. And, you know, they've clearly weighed on the side of the Surrey police force. They've obviously, you know, I've talked about this, 
uh, even though the BC NDP, nope. did, they say that just, they're not doing this and it has nothing to do with that BS, I say to that. They are absolutely looking at the math on this from a voting point of view, and they likely will call an election this year. Um, and I, I just think they're, that she knows there's more money to be had for her, and she's not signing anything until she sets the, until the premier says, okay, I'll give another $100 million or $200 million or That's what I think is going on, and I think she's just playing hardball on that side. She can't say that, of course, because that's extortion. <laughs> So, you know, you can't do that. But I would, my, my guess is that's what she's, that's what she's doing. Well, then where does this end? Like what, what? The EB's so what? got to step in and write a check. He's got to say, okay, I'll give you another hundred million. He's got to do it. Yeah. And, and yeah. somebody, his, his polling or whatever, as he heads towards an election, probably for the fall, uh, you know, cause his numbers are not, and, you know, BC United's ramping up and you can see the momentum's heading their way and that's not what eb wants and he's getting pressured to, to call an election so uh you know i think that he's looking at the math here for surrey going i gotta i can't lose surrey okay so along those same lines people of surrey are having serious ongoing systemic issues with uh, health care <laughs> is, is that what's happening are we just politicking on top of our politics politicking yes I'm sorry to Explain. say for Surrey that this is all politics right now Jeez. for the police. And then you've got the healthcare thing, which you were, I think you're alluding to. That's there where I'm going. With, yeah. Uh, with Surrey Memorial. What's going on? Is Surrey's falling apart? What's happening? But Surrey Memorial Hospital, like they're talking about there being a, a 48 to 72 hour wait to be admitted if you go into emergency. And the, and the physicians there, uh, emergency room physicians, and one in particular, um, standing up and saying, hey, Fraser Health wants to silence us. We tried to put up a poster in our emergency just to inform people that that's how understaffed and under-resourced we are. Like, if you're having a heart attack, we're taking you first. It doesn't matter how long the other person's been sitting there for three days. You know, this is this is horrible. This, and This is and, a huge deal, by the way. The doctors coming out like that against dicks. This is war. Yeah. You don't, you don't, yeah. they don't do that lightly. Doctors are very, uh, you know, they have, you know, there's this, they, they have a lot of sway with the province. And, um, you know, I sometimes think that they are not moving fast enough with technology and the way we need to do things in the future in order to save our healthcare system. And that's a whole other discussion. But in the case of seeing yesterday, Adrian Dix on his, on his back heels, trying to uh, defend himself against the doctors who have been, very supportive of him over the last few years with COVID. Um, and now he's, he's, he's back uh, defending himself and his decisions. Uh, and the doctors are saying, and he's saying, we're not silencing doctors. We're not silencing doctors. And the doctors are saying, yes, you are. Yes, you are. It's like, okay, which one's the truth here? Um, who are, I mean, if, if doctors are writing things on documents saying this, the, this person had to wait, has to wait because they're not sick enough. And believe me, I'm right now, I got this, this bug, right? I mean, maybe it's not a big deal. I've had this cough for like a week now. It's it's not good. And maybe I should get it checked. But guess what? I'm going, I don't want to. It's a hassle. What if I have pneumonia? What if I suddenly get worse? This is the challenge we have faced. And I'm saying that's not going to happen. But it's certainly in my brain going, I don't want to go sit for eight hours in the hospital or no. not or, or all day at a drop-in clinic and not get in. I don't want to yeah. do that. Um, no. And it's, it's, this is the, the dilemma that this minister and, the, and, the, and all of our countries facing. And I saw a tweet from um, uh, Justin uh, McElroy this morning uh, from CBC saying, you know, hey, in the 90s, they were predicting that the boomers would, um, would, uh, would age up and our healthcare system would be 
uh, have a real problem. Oh, well, I guess that didn't happen. But of course, it, and you know, it did happen. And we knew this was going to happen. We knew we were yeah. going to be in the situation. We aren't even in the thick of it, it yet. We aren't even yeah. in the thick of that yet. No. We're, we're just we're just tiptoeing into it with a pandemic on our heels and feeling for all of the frontline workers who are just like, you know what? Screw this. Like, can you imagine yeah. if you were getting screamed at at your work, didn't have the resources, weren't paid enough, you know, buried in bureaucracy, then getting, you know, uh, told to be quiet. I mean, I I mean. I don't I don't even I don't even know where to to go from there. The thing that mm -hmm. the thing that I get sort of questioning here is how Fraser Health is not Adrian Dix, right? Like the health authorities are run very differently is what I get from sure. the physicians that I speak with off I the record. I think Adrian who, Dix who, uh, has a solid, strong management style <laughs> as, as the minister. Yeah, no question. I'm not protecting yeah. Adrian Dix. And, and I think you said it very well when you said, you know, He's had a very strong approval rating over the last three years during the pandemic, making himself available, you know, addressing things regardless of whether he's actually speaking to the point that is the question or he talks all around it for 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> uh, we've experienced that on radio in a 10 minute interview, but he does make <laughs> well, himself available. But he's like, watch me break this puck. Watch me watch me yeah. break this puck. And then yeah. thank you profusely at the end. But yeah. what I get quite often from physicians, whether it be general practitioners or emergency room physicians, or even rural physicians who say, I'm not allowed to tell you how bad it is. And I'm like, who says you can't? The health authority, like the actual individual authority. Yeah. Some authorities will share more information than others. And th this is where it starts to feel like the, uh, the, uh, we have too many layers. Authoritarian? <laughs> yeah, authoritarian little, little and authority. Freedom of speech. Uh, come on, yeah. guys. I mean, I think uh, this is the duh factor. Seriously, we all know there's a problem here. Are you telling me the doctors don't think there's a problem and that they right. wouldn't prioritize people who are sicker ahead of you? I've if you've been to the emergency department, somebody rolls in and they're sicker than you because they literally are dying on a and you're like, oh, I guess I could probably wait. Of course. Yeah. Well, you look at Drex. Drex went from basically lying on his front stair waiting for the for the ambulance to arrive that came very quickly by the way to in surgery having a stint inserted into a valve uh, one of his arteries excuse me uh in his heart 40 minutes yeah. from pickup to surgery so when you're in need thank goodness our healthcare system is ready to act but imagine and this takes us to the the news this past week that some cancer patients because of the long lineups um, many would mm -hmm. associate with the fact that people weren't getting checked throughout the pandemic, couldn't get checked through the pandemic, what have you. A lot of cancer treatments, the lineups are so great that we're starting to see patients go south of the border, fully covered by their Canadian healthcare, which is, mm -hmm. I think, a positive. But everybody, uh, politicization of that is unbelievable. I'm like, uh, I mean, see, it's patients this isn't first. New. This <laughs> no, new. you know, it's not new. Well, yes, but it's, yeah, it's. You hate to see this stuff get political, but you know we we talked a few weeks ago about the Supreme Court's decision that was very very clear, saying that no longer will we hear about the privatization, 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 privatization. Yes, sorry, you've been in healthcare. Italy. I know, and uh, it's my nose. I'm blocked up. Um, healthcare, and so there is this strong sense in Canada we have public health care for all. 
Um, you know, and of course you don't want people to die. So we'll send them to the right. private healthcare system in the States and pay for it. So private healthcare is okay as long as it's not in Canada and we'll pay for it. I mean, the hypocrisy is there, Jody. It's just, of course, you want to save lives. But okay, so you do it for cancer patients. Why can't you do it for my foot surgery? Why can't you do it for my uh, tendonitis? Why can't you do yeah. it for my knee replacement? Yeah. What about my yeah. heart surgery? What no, about, you make what very about, good what points. About, what about, what about, you what make about very my, good my points. medication for this? I mean, it's endless. So you can't, like you can't be, you either are or you're not. I think. I like, I think you make an incredibly important point in that the privatization piece of this, it is because you're going south of the border to go to a private clinic to get the treatment that is unavailable here because we don't allow for paid user pay treatment because that will um, draw all of the physicians out of the public system and into the private system because it'll be managed in a way that is money related, but then it'll leave, the government says, impoverished people um, to a lesser level of healthcare, which is reflected in the United States by their user pay privatized system. Yeah, that's, if you don't have the money, that's a good you don't that's get the point. treatment. That's a good point. So there you is know, that. There, we're not selecting, it's not because you have the money uh, that you get to go there. So that does create still a, a, a levelization or you know a socialization of, of it as, as a process. Dr. Brian Day, who's been the advocate for private healthcare is probably sitting there looking at property in, uh, in Bellingham right now to set up his- totally. uh, False Creek clinic down there. It's like, and to be honest, so we've shared nurses across the border. That was reflected in the pandemic. How those were the essential workers that were given the okay to go back and forth. Sometimes they were just going to Trader Joe's because they had the ability to do that. But nonetheless, <laughs> Amanda they would go needs down her magical sugar. That's why we get on there. So. Needs her magical sugar. Um, yeah. But my folks lived in Bellingham. They lived at Lake Watcom for a couple oh, twenty years, more than twenty years. And mm -hmm. in the nineties. Uh, they had one of their very good friends who lives here, who was going through cancer treatment. It was 1991 and he would come down and stay with my parents while he had treatment in Bellingham. So like when, when people want to say, this is the NDP, it's actually not. And I would say the same thing if everybody's going, this is the United, what are they called? BC, BC United. United. Uh, I'm just trying to wean myself off saying the BC liberals, but the BC United, you know, if anybody pointing it to being politics at play it's it's that's a position of the official opposition for sure you got to throw that on to make it political but if ever there was a reason to be bipartisan is to figure out what's going on at surrey memorial hospital why rural emergency rooms are closing some weekends because understaffing or even in in victoria just outside of victoria there's a maternity crisis like there are no maternity physicians there's there, there are women who are mm -hmm. pregnant scrambling to find people i would not want to go into labor and need to have to travel around vancouver island or worse a ferry uh to give birth oh my god that just sounds like the worst nightmare ever don't um, worry artificial intelligence will solve it all no it won't actually no, there are some things it will solve but and we can get into that whole ai world about healthcare because i think there's an opportunity there but yeah anyways it's it's definitely uh, going to get more complicated, and as Xers, you know, we'll end up uh, as usual with nothing at the end. <laughs> That's <laughs> no okay. We're built no, for nothing. We're exactly. built to have nothing. To we it. were we were told to fall down and get ourselves up all on our own. Let's talk about no. a couple of other things on our list here. I mean, where do we where do we go? Uh, we we've got the repeat offender stuff, the the new bail tweaks that don't really go far enough. People would say we've still got encampment problems all over the province and all over the country and really all over the world. OPS in Yale Town, people are in an uproar over that. Um, 
you know, wanting to have that shut down or moved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, n- nothing, nothing's changed on the downtown east side. It's still a humongous problem. Um, we celebrated so the two-year Crab Park. It was a two-year anniversary celebrating the encampment at Crab Park. Hooray, we did it. We created an encampment for people that is completely full of bikes being stolen and hacked and and drug dealers and people shops, in yeah. most dire straits yeah. and 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 but it's okay it's great let's celebrate it instead of yeah. solving it uh, let's celebrate it it's it's the it's all whacked out the whole world's falling out this is the 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 rise of John DeSantis. Uh, in America, he's pushing. This is what his his all this stuff is. What's making him? Before we go to yeah to yeah. sanctimonious no, on yes. Twitter. <laughs> before we go there, I want yeah. to do two things first because there are a couple of park board things. Um, oh, I want to get to lifeguards. I want to get to Stanley Park. But first, uh, big news in the last twenty four hours is no more fireworks down for the Port of Vancouver. No more Canada Day down at uh, Jackpool Plaza and there at the at the um, the Fairmont. The beautiful yeah, downtown port, port decision they yeah. said i i think that they've really clamped down on anything we went to a to, to the drone show i don't remember if you remember this we showed up there to watch the drone show there and it didn't happen and it didn't happen because the, yeah. the organizers didn't know that they had to have permits or something and so their drones were couldn't lift leave the ground it's like okay um and that actually i remember uh, i remember following you cool. on social media with that yeah yeah i know the drone shows are pretty cool and a good replacement to fireworks to be honest um but uh there are other places to do fireworks and we still have the symphony of what was it called not symphony of fire what's it called celebration <laughs> of life celebration of life i'm yeah. back i'm talking about the, i saw i think on twitter yesterday this week uh this young woman saying for those people who remember the late 1900s and i'm like late 1900s oh wait that was us that's nine she's talking about the 1990s yeah what? benson and hedges symphony of fire symphony of grab fire. your smokes and head to the beach what a great fireworks i love it these oh fireworks God. are amazing. <laughs> um, Stanley Park, a bunch of people over the long weekend. Uh, the weekend was a bit of a debacle on a number of fronts. BC Ferries, the the website the went down. Good. The comms people weren't available. That was a yeah. whole nightmare. People that tech, stayed tech. in town uh, had similar lineups, except for those were around Park Drive and Stanley Park. Trying to, it's for some people, it took them from Lumberman's Arch to the exit on uh, to get out of the park was two and a half hours. In yeah. their car. That sucks. Get out of the car and enjoy the park. I I think the park, obviously the park board's dealing with just starting to really dismantle the whole bike lane thing. Um, it's what's interesting because you mentioned the fireworks, there's the bike lane. There's, I mean, and I saw a story about uh, Ken Sim today. I think it was the Vancouver Sun did a story about, you know, obviously his hundred happy days are over, even though he never really got them. Uh, there, you know, people are starting to get yeah. disappointed. The, the down the drug, the the um, safe injection site downtown. Decisions on that. His decision on Kiefer looks like they're going to let Kiefer be built in Chinatown, uh, which is a very controversial project. You know, the the hate is happening for you know Carrie Jang, former city councilor, coming out in this story. He was a vision saying, "I was had such high hopes for Ken Sim and NBC." I'm like, "Oh come on." really did you um and so and they're much more right wing than i thought they were you're like okay um so it's interesting to see you know i think people are just wanting things to happen so quickly and change so fast and um guess what it's government doesn't work like that it doesn't work that way and he came on our show while you were away ken sim came on oh yeah uh, steel and vance yeah and uh he basically said what you just said in in that you know We'd love to see everything happen real fast, but it probably won't even happen in 
in what might be my only term, but we're going to do that. We're going to do the things that, that we feel need to be done in order to, um, you know, repair some of the uh, gushing, gaping holes in our city's roof. Uh, that, I think he does know he needs to ram as much controversial stuff through in the first year. Which you've said many times. You've said that you've said that on every level of government, whether it's <laughs> municipal or provincial or federal or <laughs> frankly international. And but and let's let's talk a little bit because I think we've touched on most things other than how was your flight? You weren't on West yet, were you? No, you, no, I, you left, I was no. there, Canada partner. So okay. it was it was okay. okay. I yeah, you know, I had this cold, so that was fun. Coughing in public. That's always a very on uh, a plane. <laughs> People love that. You're like, mm -hmm. just ignore me. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, yeah. that would be uncomfortable. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Not as uncomfortable though as perhaps Ron DeSantis uh, yeah. announcing he's going to run for president on Twitter with Elon Musk and the servers crashing down around them in such a horrible I mean, fire. yeah. I mean, I didn't see it, uh, but you know, obviously we heard about it through traditional dead air, basically. It was dead, dead air. air. Yeah. Yeah. I think what and then everybody things... turned to Fox. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. There are two things that I thought were interesting. One was the preamble to that where people were saying, how dare, you know, DeSantis choose Twitter as his platform, as his media partner. Um, but, you know, why not? Why not? If it's CNN got or Fox, you know, it's, it's, an, oh, it's owned by one person. Well, who owns, who owns Fox? I mean, you know, it's- Rupert it's, Murdoch. Exactly. So just because one it's owned person. by one individual yeah. doesn't make it, and oh, it's a new medium. Uh, you know, it's, 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 I thought that argument was interesting. I think it was just bad sportsmanship on who you lost the fight for that and elon musk won it and so so be it but then they did it and it was a disaster um but i would i is a spin i would say well I, clearly people are interested in this guy he crashed the servers because so many people wanted to watch it and clearly the four people that elon musk has left employed at uh twitter uh, managing servers uh, didn't know what button to push to reset randomly telephone operators from the yeah, exactly so but i mean it's interesting he's the front runner uh he's pretty much you know him and trump but i you know there's a couple other candidates announcing their uh decision to run oh, I, watched, I watched tim scott who's fairly well liked um yeah. uh in the senate right um yeah. he's but I watched his announcement that he was running for president and it was an absolute debacle. Like at, mm. all of these people are living those nightmares, those workmares that you and I have being in radio and television because yes. with, with DeSantis and Elon Musk, it was dead air for 30 minutes and then staticky and then cutting out and then yeah, dropping, dropping calls kind of vibe. You've never, and then you've never been behind a mic when, and you're about to do something and technology fails you and a, a 10 seconds feels like, a billion An years hour. imagine yeah. 40 minutes of now like, and the I tim just, scott uh, one he had and i'm doing a little skit here for people that are not watching but listening so i've got two pencils in my hand i'm pretending they're my microphones he had one microphone and it stopped and he did the old tap 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 on the end of the microphone it didn't make any sound he started to try again then somebody walked up and handed him a different microphone and he talked into it also dead and then he did the tap, tap, tap. And oh, then he was sitting no. there with two microphones. And then he tried yelling and nobody could hear him then. Oh, no. And it was really uncomfortable. I mean, no. you're running no. for president. You yeah. didn't have a sound check. Did somebody not put the batteries in the microphone? Like somebody, oh my God. Anyways, I was watching, but the whole- But you know that thing, even if you do those things, stuff happens. And it's like, oh my God. I'm sure the tech guys are like, really what? Novice. Everything was really working. Novice. Yeah. yeah, it looked but, 
bad. And it was so long and he got, he took forever and told his life story and, and just got, he was deeply religious. He was reaching hard into the evangelical, sort of the opposite of what DeSantis was doing. DeSantis was like, just, he was Trump without trying to cover it in charisma. Like he's very, mm, no, you know, Disney, this is what a Disney, Disney used to be a company, but companies don't get a free ride and Disney doesn't get a free ride. And they just can't be what SeaWorld is. I'm like, oh, God damn. SeaWorld is your example of successful right now. That's a bad decision. But okay. I think that taking out Disney, actually, you know, there's a lot of people who hate Disney. So, and see it right, as but did a, you hear so what they did while the you were away? And the they center. Went, oh, totally. But they took uh, the new, um, I think, 5,000 employee theme park thing that was almost all the way built. And they had moved half of the people um, into Florida. They canceled it, are dismantling it, and have moved their employees back and made the announcement last week that they're going to pay for all their employees to move back. And everybody that was given this a job- This is the hotel too, the Galaxy Hotel. All of it. Down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the one with the Star Wars, Star Wars. that I was like, ooh, I want to go there. And then I found out it was 5,000 US a weekend. I think that's the problem. I know. Yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. Man, so man. in terms of how you see things unfolding right now with the debt ceiling in the United States, you got any opinions oh, on that? Whatever. Doesn't happen every single time. It's so dysfunctional down there with their, with how they decide every single time they, this happens. And then on every the single time hour, there's a Democrat in, in office, that's, that's okay, when it whatever. happens, but it doesn't it's happen like, the other way around. Didn't it happen last year, two years ago. I, anyways, I, I just think it's like, it's such a, it's hard to take it seriously as a Canadian. I just think this is just the game you guys play down there. It's a, it's a game of chicken. And at the end of the day, they always do it and whatever concessions are made and blah, blah, blah. I just, I just don't even pay attention to it, to be honest. Cause I just think. Really? It's but just, the stock yeah. market does, that doesn't bother you that it hits you, yeah. hits you where well, you live. No. What? Well, yeah, doesn't. It does, yeah. Or maybe I can benefit from it. Who knows? It depends how smart I am. Maybe you're super smart. You promised, uh, that you would tell us your new thing that you're doing well you can uh we're launching it's called the campaign university um and there's a facebook group private facebook group so if you go on to facebook sorry twitter uh, although i'll be we'll be tweeting a bunch of stuff out uh and yeah. it's really You'll tweet about the link. link yeah i'll tweet the link um but you can just type in uh campaign university you should be able to find it on and it's just we're taking it's pre-reg right now pre-registration um, it's really, uh, it's a goal that there's uh, Mike Wilson uh, um, uh, and I, and uh, along with uh, Emil Scheffel, who is, you know, the three of us, one of the things, we all worked in politics, mostly them behind the scenes, obviously me as an elected person. Uh, one of the challenges we found is that getting good people to run, I don't care what's where you are in the political spectrum, has been one of the biggest challenges that I face, certainly trying to get people to run and obviously being asked to run and being in office and you know, knowing how challenging that can be. And, and, and so the point of the whole program is to encourage people uh, to run, but also to show them how to run. And it's not just the Canada thing. This is a works for any democracy because I, there's a, the basic concern we have is democracy is under threat because good people aren't running and we right. need good people on all part, all parts of the political spectrum to get into politics and to run for office. But it's become so complicated to understand how to run. I know that for me, when I started in the local level, the complexities of political parties, the complexities of all that stuff was really, really challenging. And you kind of have to navigate it yourself. So what we've done is we put the, you know, we this Facebook group was about, 
it's a, it's free. You just kind of come in. You, can, you just got to sign up. You got to show your interest and 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 there's various things you got to fill out. But um, it's really about trying to get people who are who are, who are the right kind of people. Like, get, let's get you into politics, and then uh, we'll be adding a course on everything from A to Z on how to what you need to do from how, right how to research how to how to um, how to understand party politics and get in there and understand the part the running for office and how you got to win that battle first and, and so on and how to do marketing uh, everything uh, on how to win in once you've made that decision but the first and foremost the whole point of it is for us to create a place where people can come uh, and learn and talk about uh, the opportunities and and pick our brains uh, as long with a bunch of experts that will be joining us uh, every week we'll be having a live uh, a live uh, Facebook um, feed thing and uh, yeah so check it out I'll put a, I'll put a link in our tweets and people can join it Facebook Facebook live Facebook live thank you I was Facebook working live. around that there yeah it's, been a, it's, been, a, it's been a few weeks yeah you keep calling it cold and in my head I keep thinking it's Barolo or Chianti <laughs> you know Yes, yeah, exactly. Missed oh, you, George. Uh, okay, yeah. we can all find you on Twitter at George. Underscore. That's my opera voice. <laughs> wow. At George underscore Affleck. I'm at Jody Vance. Jody with a Y at Jody Vance on your Twitter. George, I'll see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye.